September 21st. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. You are really a nobody. Be sure to do what you should, for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the Word of God should help their teachers by paying them. Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful desires will harvest the consequences of decay and death. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, or we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised are doing it for just one reason. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't really keep the whole law. They only want you to be circumcised so they can brag about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, God forbid, that I should boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world died long ago, and the world's interest in me is also long dead. It doesn't make any difference now whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we really have been changed into new and different people. May God's mercy and peace be upon all those who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. For I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Psalm 65, verses 1 through 13. We'll see that the worship goes up. This is a harvest psalm for believers who want to thank God for His goodness and care during another year. Praise and prayer go up to the Lord from the hearts of grateful people. We're told that in everything we are to give thanks. We'll see the witness reaches out. The ends of the earth need to hear about the God of grace and glory. He reveals Himself to them in creation. But they must be told the good news of salvation. God has provided atonement. God blesses you that you in turn might be a blessing to others. And we'll read that the wealth comes down. How good He is to send the rain, fill the rivers, 
and water the fields. The fields produce food for the flocks, and they rejoice at His kindness. We take the rain for granted until it does not fall, of course, and then we learn how much we need it. You can find joy in God's goodness at the beginning and ending of each day. So do not wait until the crowning of the year to praise Him. Tonight on the inside. On the outside, you have a mask. Inside, the peace and the joy and the happiness that you've always searched for is missing. Something's wrong in your marriage. Something's wrong in your courtship. Something's wrong in your school. Something's wrong in your life. Something's wrong between you and your parents. Something's wrong between you and your friends. Something's just missing in your life. Do you know Christ? Do you have the joy and the peace that He can bring? Because in Him are the pleasures that you can have. And then Solomon was the richest man in the history of the world. His income was staggering. It's all listed in the Bible. The weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and six talents of gold. That's billions of dollars. Did you know he had a stable of 40,000 horses? But one night he sat on the top of his house in Lebanon. And with indigestion, his hand clutched at his empty heart, and he said, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. It's all a bubble that burst. It's nothing. All this pleasure, all these riches and everything are nothing. The Bible says in Psalm 37, A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. I'd rather be as poor as Job's turkey and know Christ than to be the richest man in the whole world without Christ. In Proverbs 